0: I'm so glad to be with you today. We flew in yesterday and we had a great time. Even uh, I want to thank all the pastors and the leadership here. They are giving us a treat in a very nice hotel. We had a nice time in the spa downstairs. But I didn't tell my wife by the telephone. Every time. I am overseas, and I am and enjoying too much. When I'm FaceTiming with her, I'm always pretending it's not that great. <laughs> I always put on my tired face, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm not lying to her. I'm not just admitting everything. But I'm having a great time with you. And I think we are about to experience an amazing week together. Amen. So I've been praying a lot for this event. As you know, as Pastor Sam was saying in the beginning, I have the privilege with my wife and a great team to lead Equippers Rome. And uh, for us... It's an honor, it's a privilege to be a part of a family that really believes in people. We grew up, I am a pastor's son, pastor kid, and I've been around church all my life. And I am 21 plus 20. Say amen to that. <laughs> and I've seen a lot in church, but I've never experienced the encouragement, the love, the challenging one another to go higher in God as I'm experiencing since I am part of the Quippers family. <laughs> Give your hand, yourself a hand. You are an amazing church. On the other side of the world, uh, in Europe and in many, many other places, a lot of things are happening because you believe in us. When somebody told me many years ago, Francesco, the best people, the greatest people in your life are not the one that you believe in, but are the one that believe in you. And I'm so grateful for this relationship. Thank you, Pastor Bruce. Thank you, Pastor Sam. And all the pastors here, I love you so much. And I mean it. Well, as I was praying for this uh, wonderful Sunday, what came in my heart was to speak about breakthrough to speak about how to experience breakthrough in your life. In Italy, on the other side of the world, we are planting a church, we are leading a church in the midst of the Vatican, in the midst of religious spirit, in the midst midst of mean spirit. And I realize that if I'm not good in getting my breakthrough... I'm not going to last long. And we need to be experts in getting our breakthroughs every time we need. Say amen to that. And something that I have learned being a pastor kid in my life is that if the enemy can touch, can discourage, can knock down the leadership... He can stop the growth, he can stop the momentum, he can distract the whole congregation. Are you with me? And I want to encourage you, church, always keep your leaders in prayers. We need your prayers. We need your prayer. We are desperate for your prayers. We need your prayers more than you need our prayers. And I've seen it in the life of my dad. How much he struggled as a pastor. He's been always faithful. He's still there. He's like a column. I've been serving him for over 14 years. I studied in, I was reflecting on this in 1999. I left my little town called Little River. To go to in Bible school where the language was English. And I left my little river to go in a Bible college where the language was English with no English except yes and a big smile. (laughs) And it worked for a while. And I was reflecting upon that, that after 20 years, I've been preaching this gospel in over 25 nations of the world. And today I'm here, honored to be here in New Zealand to preach the same message because God, our God, is faithful. He's faithful to His promises. And I have learned with God, That is never really looking to our abilities, is always looking to our availabilities. He's always looking for people that are willing to give their life for the purpose of the kingdom. I believe the greatest churches have yet to be started. The best ministries have yet to be started. The best books are still within us. The best CDs, albums, songs are still within us. We are on the edge of something greater that we have never experienced before. Oh, you are too quiet this morning. I believe, as we are experiencing in Rome, that we have, as my dad did, we have led churches by faith. And that's the hard way. And then, through the years, we have learned to tap into the anointing. And that's really depending on an individual. The anointing upon that individual that will do things, that will preach well, that will have a great vision. But today is a different day. Today we are going to move from faith to to anointing, to enter a greater dimension where everybody will be available, where everybody will be used by God. And this dimension is called the glory of God. We are experiencing sometimes in our services that as we worship, say with me, worship. Put your hand up and say, worship. As we worship, In our services, no matter who is preaching, no matter if everything was perfect, no matter if the LED screen was working, or the music was perfect, as we worship, the glory of God is coming into our room. And people are experiencing breakthrough all over the place without anybody touching them. Isn't that amazing? The time is over to depend on an individual, to depend on that anointed man. Praise God for the anointing. Praise God for the faith of Jesus operating through us. But we need to tap into a new dimension called the glory of God, where all of a sudden God takes over the meeting. God takes over the church, God takes over the movement, and we began to experience a move of the Holy Spirit (laughs) like never before. Are you with me this morning? (laughs) When we started the church in Rome, many people told us, you know, there is a ministry called the Ministry of Encouragement in the Bible, and then there is another ministry that is not in the Bible, but that has developed in church, and it's called the ministry of discouragement. And many people told us, in Rome, you're going to fail. In Rome, nobody was able to really build a church bigger than 200. In Rome, this is not America, you will fail financially. You will fail because pastors will not like you. But you know what? It took only six months to break every limitations, to break. Every spoken word against us. I'm here to tell you something. When God plays his hand upon you, no devil in hell can stop you. The church of Jesus Christ is going to experience a great move of God that we have never experienced before. We are living for this day. We are living for this hour. This is our time. This is our season. Church, I want you to know. There are seated in this place people that will pastor churches that are ten times bigger than this very soon. There are people in this place that will go into nations and plant churches that we will hear about on TV. Are you with me this morning? Here. There is some hero for the Lord. Here, there is some bold family that is going to move out of their comfort zone to step into their destiny. Why? Because God is on the move. Can somebody give praise to the Lord in this room today? I got so excited that I forgot to show you the picture of my family. I want you to see my beautiful family. As you can see, Tanya is much younger than me. And I will tell you why. Because I've studied in Bible school and preached around the world and waited and waited and waited. And then I said, Lord, by the moment I'm getting married, I want to recover time. You need to give me a younger one. And he did. She's eight years younger, but she make me also look younger. Then the youngest, the oldest the son is Mario, Super Mario, he's all over the place in the house. And when I was here the first time in New Zealand, three years ago, we had only Mario. Now we have the little girl, her name is Joy. And she was born 100% into Equippers. isn't that great? She doesn't have even the smell of religion. And she dances in church, she laughs in church, she smiles. You know why? Because in our church, in Equipers church all over the world, we believe in a great God that is gonna, that is, are you with me? And our churches are going to give our children, our next generation, a greater future that we have experienced. Are you with me? So as you can see in this picture, both children look exactly like me, right? (laughs) We have been married for six years now. And uh, there is no greater blessing then marry somebody that will allow you to fulfill your call. Now, if you are not married yet, listen to this. There is no greater blessing than marry somebody that will help you fulfill your call. Can you say amen to that? I want to talk to you today about, and this has to do as well with my family. I want to talk to you today about worship, breakthrough worship. And what is really worship? Because many people think that worship is singing, but worship is a lifestyle. Worship is the way we conduct our life. Worship is the way we respond to situations. Worship is the way we talk, is the way we talk and act when nobody is looking around, is the way we respond to challenges. Is the way to respond. Are you with me? Is the way we respond to situations. And the Lord was telling me, Francesco, it takes me years to prepare a man because if I if I can have the heart of a man, I can build a home through that man. And so many times we are looking on the outside to find the solution when the solution always starts in the inside with a heart of worship. The Lord told me, Francesco, I have never prepared anybody in the microwave. (laughs) If you are married to a good wife that can cook, say amen to that. I used to date an American. I used to date an American when I was in the US. I was studying the Bible school in 2009. I was dating an American. And you know, being an Italian, I love eating. But it's not like you love eating. I love eating a lot. I am the kind of guy that you would rather buy me a t-shirt that invite me for dinner. And I was dating this girl. And we were hanging out together and one time I knocked her uh, at the door of her house and I was hungry and I was hoping that she would cook something for me. I was usually very generous and nice with her, taking her to restaurants all the time. And she asked me, Francesco, are you hungry? And in me I go, hallelujah, she got it. <laughs> and she said, Francesco, are you hungry? I said, yes. Oh, there is some left over in the fridge. Just go ahead, take it and put it in the microwave. You know, that was our last date. (laughs) I never really enjoyed food in the microwave. And, And then I thought about my kids, mama, I'm hungry, oh, just go in the fridge, get some leftover, and put it in the microwave. I thought about my parents coming over my house, saying, we are hungry, oh, just go in the fridge, get some leftover, and put it in the microwave. Now, if you know my parents, you know that was not the right wife for me. Is anybody on that side? Are you with me? They are quite silenced. Are you from America? (laughs) And the Lord told me, Francesco, I never prepare anybody in the microwave. God never rush things. Sometimes God will leave you in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your situation, in the midst of your trouble, in the midst of your trying to build a church. Why? Because he wants to see if you are able to worship when things are not going well, to worship when things are not going your way, to worship when it looks like he's not there, even though you know he's there. The other day I was facing a situation, not easy, lawyers involved, people are trying to take away a building from us, and and you know, sometimes those things want to get into your heart. Never allow the devil to distract you, because if he can get into your heart, you will stop building whatever you are building. If the devil can distract you, he can steal from you. And I I was praying and I said, Lord, what should I do in this situation? I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get involved. I want you to do it, Lord. I want you to do it. And the Lord just told me one thing. Do you want to know it? On this side, they don't want to know it. Do you want to know it? Mm, 50-50. Let's try on this side. You want to know it? The Lord told me, Francesco, just sing. What? Just sing. Every every time this thought is knocking on your door, just sing. Every time you think about it, just sing. Every time you feel like under pressure, sing. Every time you think you cannot make it, sing to me. You know who is the person who is singing? is the person who 100% trusts that there is somebody up there that will take care about the situation. Sing. Remember when Paul and Silas, they were in prison. The prison in those days, they were short. They had to stay, to bow, to stay in the prison, standing. Why? Because they wanted to humiliate them. There was no window. Why? Because in the dark they would get depressed. They were in chains, full of blood. There was no worse situation, scenario than ever. But what did they do? They just... You are getting better. (laughs) They began to sing. They began to worship. They began to adore Him. They began to thank Him. No matter the situation. You know why? Because in spite of what you are going through, you praise because you know He is waiting for you on the other side of the storm. Come on, somebody, give praise to the Lord in this place today. I told you that God never put anybody in the microwave. God also never gives shortcuts to anyone. For God, many times, the process is very important. He can give you whatever He has promised you in one day. One day with the Lord can give you more than 1,000 days without Him. One day with the Lord, Jesus, Mark chapter 1, you can check it at home. In one day, Jesus, waiting for 30 years, in one day, He did more than every pastor I know did in their entire life. He entered the synagogue. He cast out a demon. There was a man with a withered hand. He stretched the hand. Then he went out. The whole city came to him. He healed them all to the point that the next day he moved on to another city. One day with God of favor. One day with God of approval. One day with God, you will have everything he has promised you. Can you believe that? And nobody gets shortcuts with God. The fire of God will always descend on a life that has been positioned on the altar as a living sacrifice. The fire of God will always come upon a life that has been positioned on the altar as a living sacrifice. So many people, when they look at us... now. Just like Pastor Sam was saying, just a month ago, we celebrated our largest service in 2009, 415 people in two years and a half, which is amazing for Rome. Only the Pope beats us. (laughs) And so many people see the glory, but they don't know the story. They don't know how many sacrifices throughout the years. They don't know that when I was pastoring my first church, the movement wanted to kick me out. And I could take away the church from them because I grew that church from 15 people to 120 in one year. People loved me. There was a vision. There was a dream there. But then the Lord spoke to my heart and says, you didn't plant this church. Turn it back to them. Give the church. Don't, don't start another church. And this, Bruce helped me in this. Don't start another church in the same town earlier. Or give them at least one year. But turn it to them. You know, that was a sacrifice. Me and my wife, we cried in the room. Because people criticize us. Our church people, they felt we abandoned them. Our church people, they felt we uh, betrayed them. But every act of worship requires a sacrifice. Many people see the glory, but they don't know the story. I told you I got married with a great wife who is not perfect. (laughs) Oops. Oops. but who is uh, helping me, and together we are fulfilling our God-given dream. But I didn't tell you that when I was 19, I got fidanzé with the most beautiful girl in our town. And she was a top model, and she was the first top model in Rome. And every time I was hanging out with her, you know, the eyes of everybody were there. I got the dream of every young man. I got the best one. (laughs) And then one day, I was, as I was praying, I saw a vision. And I saw me preaching in nation, the nations of the world. Up to that moment, I was not really preaching anywhere. Even my dad was a pastor. He never invited me to preach. <laughs> the only way for me to preach in those days was to go to a radio and pay, and pay my own time. But I was praying with this girl, having this dream in a seed form in my heart of one day pastoring a great church, of one day preaching maybe in New Zealand, preaching in Australia, preaching in the U.S., in Africa, in India. And I saw myself flying, and I saw myself in stadiums, and then all of a sudden, all these dreams went down to my feet into a garbage bin. All of a sudden... And I heard the Lord saying, if you get married with her, you will be a pastor one day of a little church where everybody will love you, but forget about your dreams. You know, that broke my heart. That's why I got married at 35, because it took me forever to recover. God. We'll always want you to live on the altar called worship where your only God is Him. Worship will reveal your hunger. Worship will make you look like what you worship. When Moses went to that mountain, Exodus chapter 34, the Lord says, Go, be ready in the morning, come up on the mountain, Sinai. When Moses went on that mountain, that mountain represented the new beginning for him. That mountain represented the encounter with God. That mountain represented the end of the old Moses and the new beginning of the new one. When Moses went up, because worship will always take you up. Are you with me? His face was transformed. People didn't even recognize him when we, he came back from the mountain. You want to know Why? Because he was looking just like the one he was worshiping in the mountain. (laughs) Worship will realign your life to the purpose of God. It will cost you everything. Nothing is worship until it costs you. Worship will cost you everything, but it will give everything he has for you. Worship will realign your life with the purpose of God. Worship will redesign your life. All the mistakes you did in the past. All the sins. All the, the stupid things you did as well as I did. As you worship, God will remove those things from you to realign you. To redesign your circumstances. Redesign your surroundings. Redesign your relationships so that you can step. Into the plan of God for your life. I love worship. What about you? I love when I hang out with people that worship. I love when I hang out with people that no matter what they are going through. They praise. They sing. They smile. Is anybody here like that this morning? Worship. Sing always. Seeing when they want to take your building away from you. When I was uh, serving my dad for 14 years in his church, because for God to take you into your dream will always cost you servant, servanthood, and worship through it. So many people serve, but they don't do it as an act of worship. They serve. As an act of approval. They want to be approved. That's why they serve. God wants you to serve as an act of worship. Because the only approval you need is the approval of the Lord. And as I was serving my dad for 14 years. Because the Lord told me, you help him fulfill his dream. I'm going to help you fulfill yours. The dream of my dad was to build an amazing church building probably one of the best we have in Italy, and I did it, and we did it together. It took all our money, all our energy, all our effort, all our connections. We put into it everything. And when I obeyed the call of the Lord to leave that little church to the movement, to follow the call of God on my life, they told me, you are forbidden in this church. You cannot enter in this church. And they told everybody in that church that my dad built, not the one that I was pastoring, my family church, they told everybody, this guy is a fake. This guy is an hyper-grace preacher, is a faith preacher, is a prosperity preacher. They call me all names. I'm just a preacher. But they took away from me the right not only to preach there, but to go there. The same building where my, that I built with my dad. Where my brother was pastoring. The same building that I cried tears for. Had on my name debts for. Are you with me? Yeah. And the Lord told me, just leave it to me as an act of worship. Leave it to me as an act of worship. You know today... God did it in such an amazing way and I don't know how he could do it, but worship will change circumstances for you. Worship will reposition you for what is about to come. That very church is our second location in Equippers rome All the lies that they spread about me, they fell down. And today... That church, in in less than one year, doubled by the grace of the Lord. Today, that church is the home church for our offices. Today, that church has the name Equippers Outside. Today, that church. Not only that church. The man that built it, my dad, who I served faithfully. The pastor that was there, my brother, who I served faithfully. Today, all of them. They are serving with us in equipers. When you worship, you are holding on to nothing to hold on to the person that has called you. If you put it on Facebook, you you tag me, okay? (laughs) If Josh can help me. I want to say it again, it was so good, but some of you just miss it. Are you ready? When you worship, you are holding on to nothing because you are all uh, on to the person that has called you. Nothing is important but to hold on unto his call, to hold on unto his purpose, to hold on to whatever God has prepared for you and me. We are called. We don't have another life. This is our life. We don't have another time. This is our time. Are you with me? We don't have another opportunity. We don't have a better chance. We won't have a better past. That's what we got. But I have a good news for you. Every time you worship, God will always focus you and everybody on your future and not anymore on your past. Oh, I need somebody to help me here. God, I say, God wants to realign you, wants to reposition you, wants to redesign you to the point that looking back like I just did 20 years ago, coming from a small town called Lederliva, knowing no English but just yes, today I have the honor of serving an amazing God with all my family. I was a man with a broken heart. I was a man with a broken reputation. I was a man rejected. I was a man not approved by many, but I learned something in my life. I learned to worship. I learned to worship when things would love to stop me. I learned to worship. When things want to have a louder voice, final voice, when the enemy wants to have a final voice, I learn to worship because worship will silence the enemy in your life. <laughs> oh, I hope you are feeling my heart this morning. We may do something, we may do a lot. But nothing will be as successful, as fast, as with longevity, as whatever is coming out of your worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord said to Moses, wake up tomorrow morning exodus chapter 34 wake up tomorrow morning and come up to the mountain where i met you to the mountain where you have discovered your destiny to the mountain where you learn to worship come up there because worship will equip you to deliver a nation worship will equip you come on are you with me to be the leader that this nation is cry for worship will help you to be the man I have called you to be hallelujah because worship will always reveal who you really are in the spirit worship the deeper the higher Worship will always alter the atmosphere around you. When you are around somebody who worships, you can sense it. True or not? When you are around somebody who carries the atmosphere of heaven, you know that's a person who learns to worship. I'm here today to encourage you no matter what you have been through worship will get you out of it i'm here to encourage some of you to maybe feel lost maybe feel rejected maybe feel they took away from you everything i'm here to tell you worship will restore everything into your life The heart of God is searching. John chapter 4 says that God is looking for those who worship. When we worship, we think we are looking for God. When you worship, it's because God is stirring something in you to respond to the fact that he's looking for you. Come on, somebody here. I'm preaching good. You are too quiet this morning. I said God is looking for you. 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 I'm trying to save my voice today. But I want you to get excited because there is a God in heaven looking for you. His eyes are upon you. His eyes are upon you. You are the apple of His eye. You are the love of His soul. You are the desire. The dream of the Creator. If there is anybody here today, if we can close our eyes and pray. If there is anybody here today that feel like lost the call of God that feel like messed too much in their life that feel like there is no hope anymore I'm here to tell you one act of worship will turn your life all around one act of worship one response to his call will turn your life around if you are here today and you feel your heart beating and you feel the love of God hugging and you feel of God, the end of God touching you, I want you, while everybody has his eyes closed, if you want to say yes to Jesus for the first time or maybe you lost on the way your direction you lost your connection with him you lost your ability to follow him and today you want to say yes lord i want to encourage you wherever you are to put up your hand god is looking in this moment at the count of three i want to encourage all of you who want to say yes lord to put up your hand one because nobody loves you like Jesus. Two, because your best days are ahead of you. Three, because God sent me from the other side of the world just to preach this message to to you today.